we have been talking about uh, following Jesus. We're going to continue to talk about that. After this week, we'll get into some things that are more characteristics of a follower of Christ and what that looks like. Like we'll talk about obedience next week and how important that is and, and some things that come up for all of us in following Christ and how we need to be obedient to what he says um, from his word. We have his word that clearly say, says things to us and then we make a decision. Are we not only going to follow him, but are we going to obey what he tells us? We'll look at that next week. We talked the first week about an invitation that we had from Jesus to come and follow him and how big of a deal that was, how big of a deal it was for disciples to do that. That was a, a big leap in that day. But what was different was it was an invitation from Jesus for these men and women to follow him. Um, and it was kind of a reversal of things that this this wonderful savior that we have, he asked people, and it seems that he asked kind of the the bottom of the barrel. They weren't the ones that made it, um, that were picked by other rabbis. They were, they were at the bottom, and, and he comes in, and, and uh, he asked them to, uh, to follow him. It was, a, it was a big deal, and it's a big deal for us today. This decision to follow Jesus has eternal implications, and uh, it is not. We've got to be reminded, and, and I grew up and think some of this thinking, but thinking has to change a little bit. It's not a box that we check on a communication card that we even have for you. There is a box on there that says, I've made a decision to follow Jesus. But that not, is not following Jesus. That's just recognizing something you did so that we can come alongside you and pray for you. But that's not necessarily following Jesus by checking a box. If it's checking a box, we're in big trouble. It has big big, deeper implications for our lives. And with that, Jesus said, we talked about it last week, that we should count the cost, that there is a cost. This is, this is an invitation one writer wrote to die, to die to self. We learned it in Matthew 16, 24. You want to be my follower, Jesus says? He does not have any fine print. You don't discover it later on. He's clearly saying you must Turn from your selfish ways. That's a big foundational thing because we are prone to be selfish. I am still there. But for the grace of God, you know, I'd be a mess. Not that I'm not a mess. You can ask certain people, but, and it says, take up your cross. Some of this comes with suffering and pain. Some of you, you know, we didn't talk about it real deeply, but don't compare yourselves to people in another country that are actually dealing with taking up a cross and they're dying because of their faith. Some of you are going through your own struggles and pain because of the decision to follow Jesus. And that decision that said, I'm counting the cost and I want this to Im impact, infiltrate every area of my life. It will redirect me at times. When I want to go this way, I'm going to make a clear decision, even if I fail or fall, to re be redirected by God's power to go another way. You will do that sometimes. You will make decisions that people don't agree with because you've made a choice to follow Jesus because he chose you. It impacts you so much that, that you're doing things differently. Some of you will make decisions about where you will go, where you will live, what you will do, the job you will take. Some of you that are not married, who you will marry, what you will do for an occupation. And it's because you decided to follow Jesus. Those are big, big choices, big decisions we should, Jesus said. He tells us, count the cost. Do you want to do this? We should not, as leaders, guilt you into it. 
force you into something, scare you into something, but should tell you the truth about a decision that you need to make, and that's what we've been talking about. So today, what we do is we talk about baptism, so it's not a fit for everybody. Some of you have already been baptized, and you're going to you know, want to check out, download the app, and play a Bible game or something like that. I don't know. No, we don't have any of those on there yet. I don't know. <laughs> Some of you aren't ready to get baptized. You're here, and you have not decided to follow Jesus. I'm glad you're here. We're willing to walk through life with you, even if you have a lot of doubts and questions. It's okay. I'm glad you're here. If you're here and that's you, praise God. You're in a good place. You can express doubts to us. I mean, don't hold your hand up and yell out loud, but you can talk to me afterwards, you know. (laughs) It's all right. Jesus wants you to talk to him like that. He can handle these things. Some of you, you're struggling because you, you, your faith is weak. You're having a rough time. Something traumatic happened to you. You're not sure about all this. Sometimes you pray and God does not answer you. And you wonder, what, what, what is this? I'm glad you're here. Let's walk through this together. I was in the fourth grade when I got saved, when I became born again, when I got this new life. I've told you this many times. I was at Evans Valley Elementary School. You know where that is? Weimar, Oregon, the great giant city of Weimar. Okay, if you don't know where that is, look it up on a map. It's famous for a covered bridge. I don't even know if you can drive on it anymore. Evans Valley Elementary School, these wonderful uh, ladies brought us down into the cafeteria. Uh, Good News Club still goes on today. It's a great ministry. Any of you that participate in that, thank you. You invested in a, in a chubby little short kid. And in fourth grade, I gave my life to Jesus because you presented to me this wordless book with colors and you told me that I was black as sin and that I needed to get saved, that I could be white as snow. You told me that Jesus died the red by the shedding of his blood, that I could grow in Christ through the green, that I could you know, walk the gold roads through that gold color, all these colors. And I was asked, hey, do you want to give your life to Jesus? And I don't know why I did it. You asked me right now some theological thing that I knew, something clicked in my brain where I had it all together, where I understood completely who God was. And I would say, I don't know that I had any clue, but something within me stirred and said, this is what you need to do. Part of that was because of grandma. Grandma Swanson was probably behind the scenes praying for, for her kids, you know, my mom and dad, and all of us grandkids, praying that we would follow Jesus because she did. And she just prayed till, you know, it happened. And I'm sure there was a big chunk of that that was that. There's times, folks, when if you think you've got to have it all figured out to follow Jesus you're going to be in for a big old long haul because I don't have it all figured out. And I stand up here before you sometimes going, I don't know. I believe this, but it's by faith. I trust him, but I don't completely get it. Or I struggle sometimes with doubt or worry or whatever. But in fourth grade, I raised my hand and I don't even know if I really followed Jesus. My parents didn't get saved till later on when an evangelist came to town. We started going to church at Rogue River Assembly of God, and uh, somewhere in there, when I was in about the seventh grade, and I tell you this just so you can, you're going to get, who's getting baptized today? Anyone in here getting baptized? Good. Raise your hand. Just be bold and and proud and good. So we're going to go out. 
We're going to go out in a hot tub that Tawny told me got too hot. It's hot. Okay? Maybe we'll turn the bubbles on or something like that. My back's hurt right now. I'll lay out there. I, was, I got baptized in January in Rogue River in the Rogue River. Yes. Thank you. Suffered for Jesus. <laughs> but it's not really about where you get baptized. It's the importance of it that we want to talk about today. And I entered into a journey with Jesus that I still didn't have figured out. We were going to church. I learned things. As I went along, we got a youth pastor. You know, it's kind of like here. All of a sudden, we didn't have a youth pastor, and we did. That man, Doug Marks, changed my life, invested in me, took years, years of ups and downs, good and bad. I went to Bible school, didn't go to Bible school. Went back to Bible school, didn't go back to Bible school. Finally graduated after a long time and then didn't get a job as a, as a pastor even after that. I've had lots of ups and downs, still do. But somewhere way back in the fourth grade, the Holy Spirit of God touched my heart and I just did what I did. And it made a difference. And that next step was to recognize that by Pastor Cap dunking me in the Rogue River, freezing cold. I think we had to break the ice that year. <laughs> and I began just an amazing journey of, yes, ups and downs, but God changing my life. And even standing here today is miraculous. I don't know how I graduated college. I don't know how I am here today except by God's love and grace. Baptism was a marker for that. Let's talk about it for a few minutes here. This is Some of this is just information with some scriptures. You can search it later on, especially if you're thinking about getting baptized down the road. We're, by any means, we can fill up this tank. We have another one that we wheel in here sometimes if there's just a couple people. You know, we'll go down to the river, whatever we need to do. I'll take buckets and buckets and throw it over you. We can, we can handle this. So maybe you're thinking about it today, but today's not the day, but maybe it's coming. Just let us know when. But number one, there'll be some notes in a minute, but number one, let me just tell you what baptism is not. Baptism is not salvation. When we talk today, we will be reminded that baptism is not getting saved. Salvation is belief in Jesus, repenting of my sins, receiving God's gift of love, forgiveness, and grace, and making a decision to follow him. I mean, it's a lot more than that too, but that's salvation. I'm saved. The Bible calls it born again. I'm new because of what Christ has done. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says these words. God saved you by his grace when you believed. I look back in the fourth grade and go, I believed God saved me, even though I didn't totally get it. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation, it says, is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it. Listen, when you get baptized today, you can't boast, I got baptized, so now I'm saved. You already are saved. When we baptize you today, we are symbolically saying, we'll talk about it in a minute, what Christ has done for you, how you've embraced that. We're celebrating together. So baptism is not salvation. We don't believe here at Journey that, that it's the salvation experience. It's the next step after the salvation experience. The other thing is this baptism is not a cleansing from sin. This water out there doesn't wash us clean. God does because of what Christ has done. 
We are not today taking a bath. <laughs> 1 Peter 3, 21 says these words, and that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus, what he's done for us. So we're not taking a bath today, although that has been used as a bathtub before, I will tell you that. It has been cleaned. We had a, a fella that used it as his bath and relaxing spot for couple weeks before we found out in the evenings. And hey, if I was homeless, I'd be doing it too, man. He didn't know he got baptized in there, huh? <laughs> the other thing is this, baptism is not the end, but a next step. Too often, we look at baptism as the end. I, I said a prayer and checked the box I got baptized, and then I just go do whatever I want. Lots of people live like that sometimes. you got to check your own life that way. But that's not what baptism is. If anything, it's one of the beginnings. It's a beginning of life with Jesus. And we're joining with you today in that. We're walking together with you. You don't say, man, I said a prayer once. I got baptized, and I'm good. Jesus said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. He didn't say, say a prayer, get baptized. These are markers for us, but they're important. We don't want to fool anybody here. We want you to know how wonderful this is. How amazing it is. A lot of us responded to Christ out of an emotional you know, guilt, sometimes out of peer pressure, and baptism became a beginning and an end. You wonder why your life didn't change. I got baptized. Well, maybe, maybe you got to check this for yourself. You never decided to follow Jesus. Baptism is not an end. It's a next step. And it's a, it's a I say this, it's a beautiful beginning. It's a beautiful beginning. One of the things that we will say, you'll hear this word, it's kind of a religious word, but it's a, it's a sacrament. Baptism is a sacrament, which is a rite or a ceremony instituted by Jesus and observed by the church as a means of visible, as a visible sign of grace. We do two sacraments here at Journey, as many churches do. I mean, we're one of, you know, probably, whatever, thousands, millions of churches that do this. But baptism and communion. These things that we do that are kind of ceremonies or rites, you know, that show something about God's grace and love. And so baptism, this has been said a lot. I've used this. I think my pastor did when I was young. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward change. We are expressing something today, really of what God did inside, but it's going to be lived out outside. But this is that one of the rites or ceremonies that's a sign of a relationship that is a covenant, not a contract. So we're not just signing a contract today with God. This is a covenant relationship that we are symbolizing today. Remember we talked about this quite a while back. 
You're in a covenant, not a contract with God. It's love covenant with him. It's what marriage is supposed to be, a covenant, not a contract. Which means concerning baptism, unlike communion, which we do every week here. So every week, we celebrate communion. We believe it's important to do that. But as far as baptism goes, you only have to do it once. You don't have to do it every time you sinned. That would be crazy, huh? We would just have ongoing baptisms. like Because Christ took care of that. In, in Old Testament, in before Christ, you would, part of baptism, that picture is the ceremonial washing. So every time a priest or people wanted to go to the temple, they'd hit these mikvahs. You'll see them in Israel if you go with me or go on another trip where you go into the mikvah, wash yourself and go in. It's symbolic of becoming clean. But Christ did that for us. So if you've made a decision to follow Jesus, you don't have to keep doing this every time. He did that for you once and for all, the Bible tells us. You only need to do it once to show that. Now, I will say that there are times some of you maybe are getting rebaptized. Maybe it's something that goes way back. Maybe you did it, and it was some emotional response, peer pressure, whatever, and you did it, and you realized it didn't mean something to me. I didn't understand it enough. I didn't know what I was doing. It's because so-and-so did it, or that, that girl I like did it, so I did it. I don't know if anyone's ever done that kind of crazy stuff before. <laughs> you know, or Whatever. The pastor made me feel like I was going to go to hell today if I didn't get baptized, so I did it. But I didn't know what I was doing. Sometimes we get rebaptized because we've made a conscious decision. We know it. It's different. Sometimes, you know, we, we, uh, we do it because it's a special experience. I didn't show it earlier, but uh, there's this picture. Laura, if you go back to that one picture where I baptized uh, this Dave Gomez and, uh, and Alberto Salas. They're both pastors. We're, I think I showed one of these pictures uh, on when we talked about the trip to Israel and water, but we're at the area where Jesus would have been baptized by John. Down there, Jordan is literally, you can see the steps of the country of Jordan right there. It's an amazing place. There's the real fancy one, concrete gift shop up north. This is where Jesus did it, though. So when you go to Israel, you got to go, Corey even baptized Shea, her friend, and, and uh, you got to you know, you got to do that, some people think. So they're not getting baptized because they need to get saved again. They're doing it more for the experience of the place and what it meant. That's all right. The other thing, we'll come back to this in a little bit, but I love the picture. There was this whole group from Africa there. I don't remember what country they were from, but part of what you're, we're going to talk about in a minute and what you do is when you get baptized, you're joining a global community. You know, I can go anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, I don't care where you are, and there's believers. And instantly, we're with family. At least we should be like that, huh? I'm in need. I need prayer. I need help. We should be there for one another, Jesus says. So you go anywhere, and these people, they're excited with you when people are getting baptized, just like we're going to be today with one another. So you don't have to keep doing it. We believe that it's done in water, and there's a lot of reasons for that. 
but it says in the Bible that it's done in water. There's many examples of just how Jesus did that, you know, in water himself, how going back in Old Testament, I told you the mikvahs and different things, water, 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 cleanses, purifies, refreshes, sustains, and Jesus Christ is even called the living water. So there's something about water. We do it in water. And, uh, and then we already said it's done when you make a decision to trust Jesus for salvation and you make a commitment to follow him. I also want to say in that, there's no need to wait. If you've done that, if you do that today, I'm not taking you through a class. I'm telling you, right, this is the class right now. You can get baptized. If you need to wait, wait. But if you're ready, I'm ready. I'll be in there with my baptism shorts and shirt on. I'm ready to do it. Brent can jump in there. We're going to have some people help. You know, I love when family comes in. There's a story in the Bible in Acts. Um, you can read it in Acts 8 later on. But Philip and, and is uh, one of the, the apostles, one of the, the disciples, you know, that's doing his thing. And uh, he finds this Ethiopian, you know, guy. And he's reading scripture. And... Uh, Philip comes and just shares the gospel with him, the good news of Jesus. He gets saved. He understands that he's supposed to be baptized. And the guy goes to Philip, there's water right there. Shouldn't I get baptized? And they do it. I don't know if it was like a puddle or something like that. But when you make a decision to follow Jesus, if this is what you sign up for, denying self, taking up your cross, you've counted the cost, then you're ready. You're ready. So let me give you baptism in one word. We'll take a few more minutes and talk about a few things with it. If I could put one word to baptism, I would use this word at least today, um, and that is identification. Identification is the word that I would use for various reasons, which I'll share with you in a minute, but think about like uh, what you do even now, lots of you. Today, I think we said this last week as well, today is Sunday. Man, I'm pretty smart today, huh? And today will be lots of football games. Well, even yesterday, sad duck fans. <laughs> but you still wear your green and yellow, right? <laughs> Whatever your team is, you will identify yourself with them by wearing a jersey, a shirt, a hat, underwear, socks, shoes. I'm sure some of you do. You rig out your cars with flags, you know. I don't know what you do, but you identify yourself with a team. And it's a simple way to say baptism kind of identifies ourselves with Jesus. So identification becomes a good word for that. We might identify ourselves with a people, a, a, an ideal, whatever, but baptism marks us as followers of Christ. An outward proclamation of my allegiance to him. So baptism, it marks that. Think about this too. In those days and in day, in, even nowadays in other parts of the country where people are dying for their faith, what do you think happens when they get baptized? They're being marked. There's no way around it. You're a Christian, aren't you? You decided to follow Jesus. How did you know? Because I saw you get baptized. You're declaring to a world, this is who I follow. My allegiance is to Christ. 
Life or death, I am sticking with him. It becomes this declaration that my life, my identity, my priorities are centered on Jesus and his mission. Moving forward, that's a big deal. So what do we identify with? Let me give you a few things here before we wrap up. We're going to take communion together today and sing. And then we're going to go out there and as many of you as can crowd around. Because before you can get a hamburger, you have to watch the baptisms. So we identify, number one, with Jesus. Baptism identifies us with Jesus. He was baptized, and he is identifying through his baptism with us. In Matthew chapter 3, you can read the story another time, but Jesus comes down and is baptized by John. God the Father speaks. The Holy Spirit descends. Christ is identifying with us. It's a declaration of who he is. And so in turn, when we get baptized, we identify with him. Look at Romans 6, 3 and 4. Romans 6 is awesome. Maybe again on your, there's the Bible app within our app. You go to it and you read all of Romans 6. Romans is just amazing. Have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We are identifying with Jesus when we get baptized. It is a big deal. It's a picture of his death and the new life that we have because of him. And here's what we do to really symbolize that. We don't sprinkle here. I don't squirt you down with a hose. We immerse you completely in the water for a reason like, like that. The death of Christ, the burial, and then coming up, the resurrection. This symbolizes that. So we immerse you. I want every part of you wet, every little ounce Every little nook and cranny needs to get Jesus all over it. So we immerse you. The Greek word for that is for baptize is baptizo. Its primary meaning, and it's not found very many places, is to dip, to plunge, to immerse. It was also used like one of the only times when they dyed cloth. I've seen them like do dye yarn and things like that. We see it. When we take you to a place in Israel, they show how it's done. So they would take it and they would have to completely immerse it in the coloring so that it would hold of the coloring. And that's what we do. When we baptize you today, we get you down completely in the water. The secondary meaning with baptism is then that baptizo is to bring under the influence so what we're doing is, we're saying we are becoming, this is so important, we are becoming immersed in Jesus, immersed in who he is, immersed in what he's done for us, and that secondary meaning, under his influence. Everything I do, baptism symbolizes, that I am under the influence of Christ, I am under the influence of who he is and what he's done. This is not just baptizing them. We'll do it today. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
But it's not just a name. We do it in him. His death, him risen, and his life. And this marks us. This is a marker today. Some young and old are going to do this. And they are marked for life. I pray that one day one of these men and women, boys and girls, are standing here like me. I'll be one of the old guys sitting in the back row. And they'll be up here going, I don't know how I made it here. But one day Jesus touched my heart so much. I made a decision to follow him. And through ups and downs, here I am today. I remember when I got baptized outside in that hot tub. And I stand here today by the grace of God, sharing the good news of Jesus. That's what I pray for. Or whatever it is for them. Your job in your family. So we identify with Jesus. We also identify with what Jesus has done for us. We already said his death, burial, resurrection. Colossians 2.12. We identify with what Jesus has done for us. And he says here, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. See, there's an element of trust in there. And when we get baptized, we are recognizing not only who he is, but what he has done for us. We are identifying with his death, burial, resurrection. So we believe, we repent, we accept, we live this faith out. The other thing we do, a couple more, is we identify with the community of believers. Globally, I told you. So I meet some guys from Africa, men and women, down at this baptismal spot on the border of Jordan and Israel, and we are connected like that. Instantly, we're connected because of what Christ has done for us. We are connected with a community of believers. In Acts chapter 2, Peter, one of the disciples, he preaches. After his up and down life, he preaches a sermon. 3,000 people are saved that day, and it says, and they got baptized. Instant mega church. Oh, what we would do. 3,000 people. Baptism not only becomes an immersion into a relationship with Jesus, but into a relationship with the community of God, and it's global. Galatians 3, 26 through 28. For you were all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. And look at what it says. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male, female. For you are all what? One in Christ Jesus. Baptism remembers that. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's why we celebrate. This is, is personal, but I need to tell you this, it's not private. If you're in a position where you're embarrassed and you want to get baptized somewhere else privately, there might be reasons and I would do it, but ultimately, listen, you're joining a big old messy group of folks, man. Let's all be messy together. And we celebrate this. Today, th there should be hand clapping, cheering. There should be hugging. And if you're like, I don't want to get wet. I have my nice clothes on. Just hug them anyways, all right? No, you're all right if you don't. We should welcome one another because we are family. And this, this is that. 
The last thing is, then the worship team can come. Baptism identifies us with the gospel to a lost world. I think I forgot this one a little bit. Now, I was thinking about this, and others have written about it as well, but you, do you know that when you are baptized, you are visually preaching the gospel? It's why when you get baptized, one of the things that might be an opportunity for you, if you struggle, I don't know if you'd be embarrassed with this or not, but I know a couple people that did this. I don't know if people showed up. But one of the things that they do is they go into a place, maybe they go into a, uh, you know, or talk to family members or friends or whatever that aren't followers of Christ. And they say, listen, I'm getting baptized on Sunday, 10 a.m. You can even add, we're giving away, you know, free hamburgers. Oh, and by the way, I'm getting baptized. And I wondered if you would come and experience this with me. It's an important event in my life. It's a marker. It's a big step of faith. And I was wondering if you'd show up and just support me in that and be there for me. Now, maybe they all won't do that, but if they did, it's amazing because you're preaching the gospel by what you're doing. The old Ron is gone because of Jesus. He's buried and he's done because of what Christ has done for me. And the new Ron has risen to life. And the Bible teaches that I'm a new creation because of that. You are visually preaching the gospel, telling the story of Jesus when you get baptized. And what's cool is we're commanded to do that. We'll come to this in about seven weeks. But it is a command for us. Now, as followers of Jesus, in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, when Jesus says, therefore, go and now make disciples of all nations. And what does he tell us to do? Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them. I mean, we're, we're doing this today. There's going to be some little ones. And my prayer is that that's what they do. Now, this is the beginning. Go and learn and grow and go make disciples. I'm not ready. You're never going to be, quote, ready. Come on, let's go. We're going to walk with you through this. And we're going to do that together. So we identify with these things. Today, if you're here and you want to get baptized, it's not too late. You can. You need to understand the things that I told you today. It needs to be your heart and decision to accept the invitation by Jesus to follow him. Check the box, please. We want to pray with you and connect with you. Put it in the offering box when, when you're done with that. If you want to get baptized, I'll be in the tub. I'm ready. We got towels. I don't have extra clothes for you, but go home wet. It's all right. If you want to do that today, you're welcome to do that. Or when you're ready. And then we'll go and make disciples together. I'm excited about the people that are doing this today. And what God has in store for us. And so, Father, today... As we begin to prepare to go get baptized and baptize some people, we embrace what you've done in us today. We do the, our two sacraments. In just a moment, we'll take communion together to remember what you have done for us. And then we will baptize people, and they will be marked as followers of you. And if there is someone here today that's contemplating get baptized, speak to them, Lord. It's something you have for them. It's a, it's a gift, a privilege, an honor. 
If there's some here today that are doubting and wondering and still struggling in faith or no faith at all, God, I'm glad they're here. Meet them right where they're at. God, thank you for them being with us today. May they continue, God, to just search and seek, ask questions, but touch them right where they're at, Lord. And we love you. And we thank you for what you have done for us and how much you love us, for your call to us. In Jesus' name, amen.